Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, happy to have him for the first time, Peter Hawley. He's president CEO of Fabled Silver and Gold, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol FCO. For those who are new to the story, that's going to be a lot of you. Let me give you a good 30,000-foot look, and then you're really going to want to hear what Peter has to say because uh, he's got something great. He's a Mexico veteran, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, the company controls 100% of the Santa Maria gold and silver property. It's in Mexico. It's a high-grade underground mine with a rich mining history. It's got a 43-101 with a silver equivalent of 3.2 million ounces indicated, 1.1 million, uh, uh, million ounces inferred. The best historical intercept, I had to look twice at this, was 11 meters of 1,670 grams per ton of silver, uh, if you can believe that. A PEA in 2018 is very supportive of current market prices. Uh, right now, look at uh, gold, 1867, silver, $26. So things are going great. And they're currently conducting the first drill, bro drill program to support that 43-101. So here to talk about it is Peter. Welcome. Hey, great to see you again. Long time. Yeah, it's been a while, right? We've had some good history with yeah. other companies, and here you are with Fable. I'm thrilled to have you back. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually didn't think I'd be entering back in the uh, in the industry, to tell you the truth. I kind of retired in 2016, but uh, this property was brought to my attention, and I said, no, I've been looking for one of these all my life, and here it is, and this is going to be my swan song. So that's it. And that's no little thing coming out of someone like you. Look, you've had good experience. You've had great success. And you, if anybody knows Mexico, it's you. So, you know, there are a lot of people at home who say, okay, George, those numbers sound great. You know, 33.2 million ounces inferred and 11 meters of 1,670. But they really don't, even including me, don't understand the context. So detailed geology aside, how significant of a property is Santa Maria? Well, what makes it so special, at least for me, what makes it so special is that you can describe the property or it has been described as a high level epithermal system. And everybody wants these things because they're, you can get bonanza grades and silver, as you mentioned earlier and stuff like that. But it, it, they're primarily, you know, silver gold or gold silver or whatever. But usually when you find them, the Spaniards beat you to them, and the Mexicans beat you to them, and the Gambazinos have beat you to them, or Pinolas or Grupo Mexico owns them or something like this. So when this came across, I played it. I said, oh my God, here's, here's one that hasn't been mined out or and it's intact and everything else, and has virtually not even been discovered or explored or, or whatever. So I, I just, yeah, it was just too good to be true. Is it, were, were you lucky because... 2016 is when you say you saw it you know 2015 was the black hole for the for the junior mining industry the junior reason i mean i remember having i won't name names but some pretty big people in the industry who were meeting me in toronto after a road show yeah and i said how'd it go they said george i raised a hundred thousand dollars there's yeah. nothing there's no interest cannabis was just starting to get hot so do you think that played into it uh, Peter, that there was a, that maybe at a low time where people were just not as interested in uh, uh, in precious metals. No, I, I think in my case, what happened is is 
people continue to send me, a, I, I receive a tremendous amount of, of properties and people send to me to either look at or comment on or whatever else. So my database of, of stuff is it's just huge. And this was one that got categorized a few years back and, um, and then became or potentially became available. And, and as such, it, it did become available. But what really kicks it off is that, you know, tip, and you know this very well, you know, it's typically Peral camps, a great camp, you know, well, somewhere between a quarter of a billion and a half a billion ounces came out of it. Uh, Grupo Mexico has a Santa Barbara unit there, you know, and then you have the San Francisco mine, big gold mine. I mean, it's very well known, Dever Silver's there, et cetera, et cetera. You're in a good neighborhood to say the That's, least. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of times they say you want to find another mine, you go to the shadows of an old mine, right? So the thing about it is typically when people start with properties, you know, they go on it and they map it and they sample it and trying to determine something's there or whatever. And then if you get good results from that, you go in and, you know, maybe you're going to use uh, as tools um, satellite imagery or, or fly airborne geophysics or ground geophysics or anything else. On this property, that was never done. The, pre, the, the, the previous owners or the people that we were buying it from. What did they do? They went in and they said, oh, look, here's two veins and they all crop on surface over about 600 meters. Let's drill them. So they went ahead and they- uh, over, They went straight for the cash. Yeah, yeah. And, and over a period of four years, they drilled a total of 9,600 meters of drilling. And, uh, and came up with uh, a very high grade resource. And then proceeded during that time period, they did one phase of drilling, had good results, drove a ramp underground, took a bulk sample of the oxides, about 5,000 tons. This went to Peral, which is about 20 kilometers from us. There's three toll mills there that handle uh, oxides and sulfides. Uh, they, they have dual circuits. They processed it there, um, produce a very good concentrate, but now they knew, you know, it's friendly ore and we can tweak it and improve it. Went back, put drill stations in underground, drilled some holes there, drilled some old holes on surface, and then took a second bulk sample, except this time they took it of the sulfides. Again, went back, told, told milled it again, produced a, a better concentrate, much higher grade, of course, because it's in the sulfides. And, and proceeded to do a PEA, which you referenced. And uh, their idea was to, to put a, a small mine into production. What I saw was, no, 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 this is wrong. Uh, you know, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And what about the rest of the property? You're trying to tell me there's only two veins there? Well, it turns out right now, we're, we're up to 21 veins. And, uh, and, and, the other 19 have never been drilled. So uh, I think that's kind of interesting. And then the, the kicker on top of it all is that uh, there was never geophysics. So we went in and we did uh, magnetics and IP instantaneous potential. By the way, for people at home, Peter, maybe give just a little generality on what it means to be, what, what's a magnetic and what's not, just to give people an uh, Okay, okay, uh, sorry. Um, magnetic. No, that's okay. Yeah, magnetics read the magnetic signature in the rock and, and everyone has, and it's in gammas, and everyone has a different uh, 
components, so to speak, to give it a signature. So a basalt rock would have this signature magnetic wise, an igneous rock would have this. But what, what magnetics allows you to do, it allows you to see the contacts between the rocks. And if there's a structure, you may see the structure break the rocks and displacement. So that gives you a good idea there. But it doesn't tell you if there's mineral in the ground or anything else. It'll just sort of right. tell you if it's- You're correct. essentially taking an MRI of the ground at the end of the day to see yeah, kind of what's in there and whether we should go take a closer that, look. That is an excellent way to explain right. it. Right, MRI doesn't tell you, oh, look, there is a tumor or something like that. But yeah. it shows you that you know there's something going on that warrants going in now. And that's essentially what you guys have done. Yeah, and I'd really like, you know, if, if the magnetic MRI could actually show me a golden tumor, but, uh, you know, it doesn't. Uh, what, you, <laughs> what you need is the IP. One day, one day the, it will, who knows, in our lifetime, hopefully. Yeah, well, if you told me you could fly drone magnetic surveys now, uh, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago, I'd say you're crazy. This is amazing. But anyways, I, I digress. So the second survey, IP, which stands for instantaneous potential. And what they do is they have a, a, a system of geoids that are a certain distance apart. And they, they, they dig a pit in the ground and the pit is down. And if you go to our website, uh, you can actually see pictures of the IP uh, survey going on in, in this pit I'm talking about. And they fill the pit up with water and they also put salt in there and that's like, uh, making a, a current on top of a, the battery pack that they have. Yeah, and they put these di dipoles down and they send the current into the ground. Now they, they have it to such a point now where what we did was called three-dimensional IP, three dimensions, but it penetrates down to 500 meters below the surface. And what you read from sending that charge down there is you read the chargeability Okay, so the ability of something to con conduct a charge or, or the continuous, the resistivity, the metal factor, the shape, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in three dimensions down to 500 meters. How, how powerful is that in helping you guys figure oh, out? Well, you know what happened is we went ahead and did this over the rest of the property. And there, we had a theory that the, the, the Santa Maria they used to call it Santa Maria Bain. Uh, I, I, I will now call it a structure. The Santa Maria structure, uh, which means it's a lot bigger than a vein. A vein is within a structure, so this is sizable. It trends east-west. Um, the majority of the other veins uh, travel north-south. And so what happens is a lot of times if, if you have the right ground and the right mineralizing event, when a structure hits a structure, you create what they, call a dilation zone. And dilation zones, basically two structures running together, blast themselves apart, break all the rock apart. And now you've created a great big void or an area that mineralized fluids can come in and occupy. So question is, what happens if, when these north-south ones hits the east-west ones? Well, on, when we got the property, there's the Santa Maria structure and then we found the north-south veins. Then we did the IP anomaly, our survey, and a large part of the property is covered with a younger basalt, so we can't see underneath it. We did the IP, and long behold, there's another 11 IP anomalies. And guess, what, guess, guess which way they're going? East, west, never been drilled. 
Now that sounds exciting. That sounds pretty. It is. Even it, to the layman, it does. It is. And, and then we went out and um, we try to ground truth them because some, sometimes you, you, you go over where the anomaly is. Now you got to remember these anomalies, some are deep and some are shallow. A shallow anomaly is anomaly, say, 75 meters below the surface. A deep anomaly is 150, 250 meters. So we went over these anomalies and we took a total of 26 samples. And I was hoping for something anomalous, you know, like something because it's buried, you know, and it's capped with, in some, most cases with this young basalt. So I was hoping I'd get some alteration or maybe parts per billion in silver. And it turned out that three of the samples that we're taking over these buried IP anomalies, first one um, turned around and gave us 53 grams of silver. It's almost two ounces. You must be, you must be, you must have been jumping out of here when, when you saw yeah, that. You must, yeah, yeah. You must have said, we, come on, there's a mistake here. Let's let's take a closer look at this. Yeah, and then we went to the second uh, second sample, returned uh, a little over an ounce, over three three of them. I was expecting parts per billion, like a sniff. Three of them, three of them came back with, yeah, pay attention. So those are going to be really interesting because that's just leakage from down below. And you've been, you've been, you've been running a drill program. We have, yeah. Uh, give us some detail about that. How big is it? Is it really concentrated? Is it a little more spread out just to get a lay of the land, pardon the pun? Sure. Uh, <laughs> lay of the land. No. Um, as I previously, uh, previously mentioned, the, the previous uh, operators on the property, uh, over a period of four years, they drilled 9,600 meters. Well, um, my, uh, I guess you would call it my philosophy or my uh, doctrine on any property is I don't wanna waste my time on the property and I don't waste the shareholders money or time or anything else. You can't make a mine out of something that is not. So I like to kill it as fast as possible as I can. So between now and the end of May, uh, we will have drilled a minimum of 8,000 meters, almost equivalent to what the other company did. Might as well get it done, find out what you got. That's right. And how that's going to be um, distributed. So you, should, you should be releasing a steady amount of drill result news if you're going to be ending in May. Typically, how long does it take down your part of Mexico to about two weeks. Submit assays and get them back now, especially with COVID labs slowed down a little bit. Uh, they have, but um, two to three weeks is about the, the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So between now and the end of June, Fabled should have... Uh, well, assay results to be out. Yeah, absolutely. And of that 8,000 meters, about 4,000 meters will be um, confined into step-out drilling of the existing resource base at depth and on, on strike. And then the other 4,000 will be pure blue sky. Let's drill some, have some fun and make some discoveries and drill the IP anomalies. Well, that's why you raise the cash, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, as I told someone else, you know, ultimately the, the drill, or as I like to call it, the truth machine will, uh, will tell the story. Alan Barry Labucan is also down in Mexico uh with another company but he's always called that's what he said the truth machine at the end of the day yeah, yeah yeah what do you think you have there and i'm not i'm not asking for size or you know how much uh, but what do you what do you think you have if you got a tiger by the tail or is it still too early to tell um 
I, I think we do. Um, I can't let the cat out of the bag too much here for very. No, in fact, don't because I'll make sure. I'm talking more generalities. You know, like, you know Mexico. You're a stalwart. You know what you're doing. You're not George Cholos went to Mexico and said, "Hey, I got an idea. Some, I think I'm going to throw some drill." I mean, you know what you're doing. You, uh, you think you've got something? Yeah, you, you're. Yeah, you're, I, you're, I do, and I do, and, and you know, there, there's various thresholds of people, and and the first threshold is, is you know. To, or a deposit to start getting interesting is when you get over, say, the 50 million uh, ounce mark in silver with, with grade. Um, if, you, if you're lucky enough to break 100 million ounces and you got grade, you got a serious deposit. And I think this thing's going to grow very fast. I think these, uh, you got to remember, I'm, 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 it was looking at the Santa Maria vein we're not we're looking at a structure structures are different size than veins they're a lot bigger and so uh structure and structure we have the ip signatures we can see 19 other veins on surface intersecting these um sample indications are that they're impregnated with silver um hey I'm, I'm in a big mining camp. I'm in, I'm in the shadow, you know, not a bad yep. great neighborhood. And you've got great infrastructure there too, right? Yeah. You've got grid power. You got, you got grid power. Uh, you've got labor. Yeah. You've well, got everything you need. You're not, you're not in the middle of the, you know, no, let's say Antarctica where because a lot of times you might have a great project, but you're in the middle of nowhere. It's so expensive just to, just to get meals in, forget about work. Oh, it, it, it old is stuff. Yeah, it, it is, you know, and and uh, you know, my other company, I, a couple of companies, one in Nevada that I formed was, which was a producer and everything else. You know, the the one thing they used to say in Nevada, you know, is, is whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting. Well, that's that's sometimes like that in Mexico too, depending upon where you are. Do you have access to water? and uh, of which we do. Um, but on top of that, um, the ground that we're dealing with is privately owned by a rancher of which we have an underlying agreement. So I'm not a, dealing with ajitos or multi-communities and trying to appease, you know, so there's a lot of things. That's, that, that's big, yeah, you don't have to deal with, you don't need one guy, George, being a loud mouth uh, uh, within a group, group of a couple hundred people. You yeah. don't have no one to answer to, but yeah. that owner. That's right. So it certainly makes things uh, a lot easier, George. Last question, Peter. Uh, and I know you're, you have great humility, you're a humble guy, but I think it's important for everyone to, in, you know, just to give a 30, 45 second interview of you, uh, 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 an overview of what kind of success you've had, because in this world, in the small cap world, it's the jockey that you really bet on at the end of the day, right? And uh, and there's a big difference between George going down to Mexico and saying, "I heard there's some land. Uh, I'm a smart guy. I've been in the uh, you know small cap world for 23 years. I think I'm going to go try and find some precious metals." And you is a big difference. So if you don't mind, because I think that that lends a lot of credibility to what you're saying, because you know what you're talking about. Okay, uh, high level view, 35 years and 35 seconds. How's that sound? Um, the, 
Uh, started in Valdor, Quebec. I, I'm an engineer and uh, geology degree also. I'm a hybrid. Started in Valdor, Quebec with uh, Sigma at Sigma Mines for Placer Dome. And uh, was part of the discovery team for ore resource, alluvicore deposit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in the early 90s, uh, started kicking rocks in Mexico. I uh, was there for NAFTA. And, when it came into the country, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 1998, it created a private company called Scorpio Mining Corporation. You, that's where we met. The year 2000, uh, we uh, did our IPO. Uh, worst time at all to do it. We had three houses and we managed to raise $2 million between three houses in the year 2000. It was all dot-com back then. People were like, why the hell are we going to look for rocks when I can... Like 300% in a week. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And so originally the company was me and then me and another guy and this and that. And, uh, I'd spend months on end down in Mexico. Long story short, uh, 2008, we had the mine mill inauguration. Um, yes, the Senora mine came online. Uh, high tech, state of the art. Uh, we built an expandable mill because I always knew it was going to get ramped up down the road. Um, I was part of everything from identifying all the deposits. I think actually uh, America's gold and silver who bought us out, I think they're on the fourth mine down there. And, and I'm sure I'll be dead and gone by the time they, they, they finish down there. Um, but from that point in time, so we got taken out there and then I uh, started uh, Scorpio Gold, a heap leach uh, uh, gold property in, in Nevada. Um, and that's been running since uh, what? Ooh, March of 2011, I guess. Uh, I was co-founder of another company called uh, Nile Gold uh, in the Valdor camp. And actually those were some of the mines I worked at. And as a result, uh, when ore resources got taken over by uh, Tecuminco, arranged uh, their ground there. And um, when a Cisco made their big, big discovery at Malarty, uh, we owned all the ground across the street, basically, uh, the old mines. Took uh, Bob Weir's model and applied it to that and outlined in a pre-feasibility study, uh, a little over 2 million ounces, open pitable. And then uh, a Cisco got bought out and they created OBAM as a spin-off and, and those Cisco royalties. And OBAM turned around and bought us out and now they're called a Cisco again. Wherever you go, you have a habit of getting bought out. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's... it's, it's, it's and, and I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, that's great, because I think that's important for people at home to know, right? It's important for them to know that, you know, you, you've, got, you've got a history of finding stuff that other people want to buy eventually. And by the way, you know, we're not telling you that's what's going to happen with Fable. We're not allowed to say that, but, you know, uh, you know I think it's a fair inference to say, Peter's a, Peter's a mind finder and he's not going to be wasting his time. Uh, there's you just, uh, you have, like you said, you're retired when you saw Santa Maria come up in front of you. Uh, you, you were retired. So you came out of retirement for, for a reason. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is, um, and I've really been thinking about this, especially when you, when I got involved with fable again and everything else is that for me personally, um, it's about geology and theories and discoveries and putting new stamp. And George, you've seen this before in the Valdor, 
there's probably been re four resurgences of the Valdor camp uh, over the last 25, 30 years. Sure. And, and something works and then someone comes with a new idea or a new model and then that, that gets reapplied to the camp and there's all these new discoveries and, and this happens every so often. And, and that's what really turns my crank. And this thing has every friggin' ingredient to say, you know what, this is gonna be a game changer. And I'll walk away a happy man at the end of the day, just on that. And look, that, that means something coming out, of, coming out of you. The big, bigger, it's a bigger thing coming out of you than uh, the coming out of me or some broker who decides they want to get into the into the mining business or the mine finding business. So, uh, Peter, congratulations on you know what you guys have achieved so far, where you've come. We're sitting here talking on uh, on Thursday. And your stock just in the middle of the day is up 27% on, I don't know, 7 million shares traded. So I think the market likes you. We're not talking about the stock. We're not supposed to be, but that's just a fact. That's all we're reiterating. It's a, it's a great day for you. And it sounds like you and I are going to be doing this a lot between now and June. So I can't wait to have you back. Absolutely excellent. Look forward to it, George. Thanks so much, Peter. Really appreciate this. For everybody at home. You've been watching or you've been listening via podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite platform to Peter Hawley. He's president and CEO of Fabled Silver Gold that trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol FCO. Um, you've heard a lot of great information or you've watched uh, Peter give you a lot of great information. We know it's a lot to take in, but it's an exciting, they, these are great facts to take in. So if you wanna revisit them uh, and do your due diligence, First thing is get to Agoracom, get over to the uh, Fabled Silver Gold Hub, take a look at the profile section there where we neatly break it down for you. And especially for everyone who doesn't have a, you know, a real deep knowledge of the science behind geology, we break it down to layman's terms so you really understand uh, what Fabled's got. And then of course, from there, link over to the company's website and take a deeper dive, do your due diligence and hopefully today you discovered your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See y'all next time.